Van is uh, obviously a great coach. You gotta do it with supreme focus, right? With razor sharp focus. Breathe what he's breathing. But he's a better, a better person. Biggest thing you gave me was time. You didn't really know me. We were from the same neighborhood and area, but I was with a group of guys that wanted to go to college, wanted to play ball. And you actually gave us that reality that, hey, this could actually happen because we saw somebody that was like us and that we wanted to become. Recruiting is about relationships. It's built on trust. It's built on doing the right things. And it's built on your head coaches and your athletic director, their vision. And I think we have two great leaders, both of those positions. So it makes it easy for me to go out and, and do what I do. Once again, we're excited to have another great guest here uh, with Van Malone on Winners Win and Leaders Lead. Courtney Gosha is, is a well-respected leader in college athletics. And I'm, I'm excited to get into his story. Uh, so I won't prolong it at all. Courtney, man, I thank you for coming on. We're excited, uh, you know, to get going. We've had guests on this podcast from conference commissioners, athletic directors to coaches and it's been very insightful very informative for for people who have reached out to us and so we're we're excited to have you to be able to share your insight to share your story and to share some of the things that that you uh, use in your daily walk as a leader so as as we get going the first question that I have for you is 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 how did you how did you how did you get started in athletics and, and just take us through a brief uh, walk with you on your path to becoming an athletic director at Florida A&M. Absolutely, Van, thank you so much. Uh, first and foremost, I appreciate you having me on. And uh, obviously I've admired a lot of the things that you're doing and, and uh, have a tremendous respect for you and your work. Um, but my path in intercollegiate athletics, um, untraditional, um, you know, I. You know, obviously, I was a senior in high school. My high school football coach, Curtis Coleman, uh, came up to me and said, look, we know you're not playing college ball. You're five, six, and, and we know what you're not going to do, right? And I was like, yeah, coach, come on, don't rub it in. And <laughs> like, hey, but, but I've got this opportunity for you. I, I think you're the right guy. I think, you know, this is a great opportunity for you. And um, he connected me with Jack Crow. Uh, Jack Crow was um, – the head football coach at Jacksonville State at the time, and, and Coach Crow was looking for a head equipment manager. I didn't know what that was, uh, but I went and visited, um, went to a football game, and he was like, hey, I, I need somebody that, that can help run this stuff. And, um, you know, Coach Coleman thinks the world of you. You know, here's some keys, and I'll give you a scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> and so we, we literally, um, you know, we kind of grabbed the bull by the horns, uh, you know, I called around the country and said, all right, what does the equipment got to do? All right. And so kind of taught myself and learned from others. And, um, you know, at a small school, you do a good job. You get blessed with uh, more responsibility, no money, but more responsibility. Right. And, um, you know, you just get after it. And so I, I quickly fell in love with uh, intercollegiate athletics, uh, being an equipment manager. And so by the time I was 
uh, a senior in college, um, I was running our football program. I was booking hotels and travel and ordering apparel. And, and I, I didn't realize it was a career um, until Tennessee State actually called me. And they were like, hey, we want to offer you a job. And so I went on the interview. And my AD at the time, Oval James, was like, look, you're not going anywhere. We're going to hire you here. And oh, by the way, uh, we want to put you in charge of, of building um, this $47 million stadium. And I'm 21 years old. Yeah. I, I built a thing in my life. Um, but again, I had a tremendous pride and in, in, in love and affinity for my institution and the work that we put in, you know, as an equipment guy. And we wanted to see that continue to grow. And, um, and we did. And, you know, obviously, um, you know, we had some story success under Jack Crow in my time there. Um, you know, I left, got out of the business uh, for, for a cup of coffee. And then I came back uh, at Middle Tennessee State University as an equipment manager and uh, spent six and a half years there, but in three different roles, worked my way from equipment uh, to our chief operating officer and associate athletic director. And, um, you know, fast forward now, had another cup of coffee at Miami and um, ended up at Florida A&M. Um, you know, they gave me an opportunity to lead, um, you know, and I couldn't imagine being anywhere else other than an HBCU right now. Right. Uh, but in particular, the, the pedigree and traditions uh, at Florida A&M, you know, it was a it was a gold mine of an opportunity. Um, and so a lot of people said, you left a power five institution, and not just anyone, you left Miami to go to Florida A&M. And I think over the past year, um, we've allowed some of the accomplishments here kind of speak as to why we left and, and right. uh, how special this institution really is. Yeah, I, man, I, I I've, I've, kind of followed your career and uh and I had that question myself you know a, a guy uh you would leave Miami and go to an HBCU but uh as as I've as I've researched more and more I understand why because definitely have a great program and and been able to come in and, and make your mark and so speaking of making a mark uh the last couple well last year for sure uh 2020 uh in COVID and social justice initiatives what what has what is that time period actually still going and leading into this time period what has the last year or so done for you as a leader well you know i'll say this i think um, the last year has, has required anyone in a leadership position um to learn um to learn more to to, to be malleable you know to be flexible a lot of times we sit in the chair and we, you know, we're the decision maker, right? And it's this way. And I really don't care what it looks like. And I think what we've, what we've seen is, is we have to open our, uh, you know, open up our, our, our views uh, a little bit to understand the dynamics that, that may challenge someone who doesn't look like me uh, who did, or who didn't grow up the way that I did. And, um, you know, and I think here at Florida A&M, that, that environment is natural. You know, it's naturally an environment where people can be different. Uh, and it's okay. Um, or people can not have, and we know what it's like to triumph through adversity to get. And, you know, and I think this year has been a gleaming example, you know, in our country, leadership matters. Uh, it matters to the young people that we serve. And uh, one of the things that, you know, I've been privileged to do is I've served under some really good leaders right. and I've had an opportunities to, to take from them um, and really formulate my own leadership style. 
Um, and one of the things, you know, in a, it's to kind of have a common touch. Yes, I'm the athletic director, but you know what? Uh, I've been able to connect with our kids in a challenging time. You know, you had COVID, which was a challenge. You have social justice and all those type of things. But to find the common ground with these young people that we serve, it's, it's simple as putting on a pair of Jordans. You know, I, I wore a pair of Jordans, uh, you know, one day with my suit. And one of our kids who barely speaks, you know, he came out of a shell. He's like, whoa, I got those. And, you know, what are you doing with them? And, and that is how we've been able to really transform our leadership approach. My entire executive team, um, you know, I, I tell them there's no barriers. All right, let's break down the, the, you know, any artificial barriers that may be here. And let's understand our kids. Let's understand the environments that we're creating. And so that's really been one of the secrets of success here at Florida A&M it is, you know, again, to, to challenge the norms, um, find common ground with the young people that we serve, that we're recruiting, um, and to be genuine in that. Yeah, I think that that's an important point because, uh, you know, as I've operated here at Kansas State, in my role, one, one of the things we, we've talked about is as, as more seasoned people, right, as older people, uh, yeah, Twitter is not, Twitter is not the greatest thing ever invented to me, maybe, but it's where our kids live. You know, it's where our recruits live. It's where our, where our players live. And so I think just like you with the Jordans, it, it, um, it, it shows them honor. It shows them respect when you're, when you're not too good to go to the place that, that they call home, when you're not too good to, to like you said, find common ground with them. Uh, and I think it's important for young people, especially at these moments, because we've seen how, how they have grown and understood the, the platform that they have. And so it's our responsibility to, to lead them down the right path, to be able to use that platform the right way. So I don't know what that I don't know what this answer would be as an equipment manager, but for me as a coach, for me as a coach, it's it game day is is when I when I see a young man who I've been training and I've been trying to get him to get it right on and off the field, and and I see that light bulb go off. That's what that's what game day is for me as a coach. What is that? for you every day in your walk as an athletic director? What is your game day? What gets you fired up? What is that thing for you? You know, I, I'll tell you, you know, what, what I believe to be just universally electric. Um, you know, and we get to see it in the professions that we do. You know, we recruit these young men and women to come to our campuses. Um, you know, we go in their homes, we, we sell them, and we tell them that it, all of their dreams can come true at our institution. And we firmly believe that but to actually see it happen. So what, what's, what's a game day for me? You know, when you, when you hit the campus and you see that sign that says Florida A&M University, we have a slogan, it's excellence with caring. And so everything we do, every worker that we have, um, you know, it, it's truly a family atmosphere. And, and to see that, you know, to, to know the, the guy that cuts the grass in front of the building and to know that he's, he is a 30 year season ticket holder. And he's taking pride in that. And, and the student athletes having the ability um, to compete at the highest levels with, with first-class facilities that are clean, that they can be proud of, that they can say it's theirs. And so to me, to have an operation or an athletic program 
um, that's vibrant, that you see those type things. Um, because, you know, there's no secret, you know, HBCUs and this one in particular, uh, you know, we've been through a lot of turbulence. There's a lot of ups and downs, not just on the social piece of it, um, but the, the economics of it. You know, we, we, we see it, we know that it exists, but if you can provide a first-class experience that regardless of the economic uh, value that you bring to the table, um, that is still second to none. And that is what a game day looks like for me. So when we put on the suit and, and, and we come into the office, it's about creating that electricity, that atmosphere that our kids don't know the difference from being uh, at University of Alabama because their experience was just as good. And, um, you know, rings and degrees, you know, there's no greater honor for an athletic director than to see uh, a young man or woman walk across the stage with uh, a degree in one hand and a championship ring on the other. Right, right. I think that's, that's big time. Make make your place that, that championship world. So let's, let's turn the page and let's talk about getting people on the bus, right? And so I know you've had an opportunity uh, to to look at that when when you when you choose staff members or coaches, what are some important things that that you look for uh, before you make the decision to bring a person onto your team? So I would say you know again I I don't necessarily look at a resume you know and, and that sounds crazy right you know when I'm hiring a position or a coach or, or, or staff member, obviously, you know, you're going to get their resume. I'm, I'm going to review it and, and I'm going to find um, some positives, you know, or, or a certain depth of experience. But I think, and we do it in recruiting, you know, Hey, this kid, he might be six, one, you know, two fifteen, but he's got a twitch. He's, right. he's got the it factor. He's the, right. he's the right fit. Um, and I think from the same thing from our staffing perspective, I look for the right fit um, at Florida A&M, not necessarily the person with the, with the best resume um, because the environments are different and, and challenges are different. Um, I think that my job as an athletic director at Florida A&M was defined as during my time as an equipment manager at Jacksonville State University. And I say that because I had to learn how to do more with less at a lower resource institution. And so honestly, my job and my career experiences became easier at bigger institutions because there were more resources to manage. Um, but again, I've done more with less. And so um, obviously my transition, you know, back to a lower resource institution wasn't a shock for me. It, we, we were prepared for that at that point. And so, you know, I, I think that's one of the things that you just kind of have to keep in the forefront. You know, you look for people who are the right fit. Um, characteristics you look for is is integrity. Um, you know, sometimes in, in our society today, that that's that's hard. Right. Um, honesty. You know, uh, loyal people. You know, and 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 it's not loyalty to Courtney Gaucher. It's loyalty to the institution, uh, to that excellence with Karen. That that's. You know, we got to put on our helmet every day and go to work at that. Uh, and if we continue to do that, then things will, will, will help themselves. And then I look for people who are who have strengths in areas that I'm weak. Um, so as an athletics director, um, I needed to make sure that we had a great development team and, and a fundraiser who could 
we can cast the vision, but we've got to have some execution behind that and methodology. Um, and we've been able to raise over a million dollars in my first year. Um, you know, I needed someone once we were able to garner resources to help us manage them and make sure that the fiscal responsibility was there. And so we went out and hired a great senior uh, women's administrator and, and CFO for athletics. And I think when you find people that complement your weaknesses as a leader, that's when you have a diverse group that's ready to put on a helmet every day and go to work with you. And so that's what we've done. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a, uh, the youngest division one athletics director. A lot of my team members are older than me. Uh, because, <laughs> you, you know, as the AD, sometimes, you know, you get emotional, you know, things aren't happening the way you want it to, or we lost that game. We should have won but you've got to have a team around you who, who can keep you grounded, uh, you know, and you make sure that your disposition is great. And then I've, I've got an energizer on our staff. So we've got somebody that's younger than me who, you know what, when we're not moving quick enough or we're not innovative enough, or quite frankly, we can't see things in a different light. He can bring those things back to us. And so, um, so I think those are characteristics that I look for. Um, but again, I, I think that creates a great recipe for, uh, for progress and forward progress. Yeah. Big, big time, big time to, to unwrap, you know, you, you spoke really, you spoke about diversity, you know, you spoke about seeing things from different lenses because even you admit that, you know, you don't have all the answers. So there's some people on your staff who, like you said, are more seasoned than you. And then there's some who are younger and have a, a quite a different perspective than you do. And I think there's strength in that diversity. Mm -hmm. I got one final question and then, and then I'll, I'll let you go. Um, if you could go back and talk to young Courtney Gaucher, right. And, and all his, and all his excitement and all his enthusiasm, what would you say to him today about walking this walk that you've had to, had to trek through? <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, you know, and I would say um, two things. Uh, and, and I think we all, as, as professionals, no matter what age, um, you know, leadership's not defined by age, not defined by color, and it's not defined by sex. At one point in the industry, um, I thought it was, but it's not. And when you understand that, um, you know, in, in a leadership role, you know, if you're a head coach or you're an athletic director, one of the things that you have to learn is to have a moment to take care of yourself. If you don't do those things, you're never going to be in position long-term to ensure that everything else is taken care of. And so um, take the time, continue to learn and grow there's a great book called the pause principle um, and it, it teaches you in your leadership continue to be a leader continue to move forward but understand there are opportunities and times where you have to pause and that pause can can be used for a lot of reasons one uh, to reassess things um, to to look at things from a different view to self-reflect um, and, and again, just to assess things at a deeper depth. And, um, you know, so for me, it, it's, it's kind of a combination of those things. If I could tell myself 10 years ago, it would be, hey, invest in yourself 
take time, pause. Um, Sean Frazier, athletic director at Northern Illinois, good friend of mine, um, you know, he tells a lot of young administrators, you have happy feet, you're ready to go. You know, you're ready to go to the next thing, you're ready to push the next envelope. And um, I've learned that in leadership, sometimes it's not about being first. It's not about doing it the quickest. Sometimes it's about making sure um, that it's done right. Right. And and so I would say that would be kind of a note to myself, um, and, and go from there. Man, I, I, great great wisdom. Um, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your your wisdom and your leadership. We have a, a great well, actually a couple now that you mentioned, Sean, but a <laughs> great mutual friend in Sam Ogden. Yeah. Sam's. Oh yeah. Man, let me tell you, you talk about good person. That's Sam Ogden. So funny story, Sam Ogden, uh, Sam, I recruited Sam. I was a student myself. Yeah. So we were at Jacksonville State, and I recruited uh, Sam from um, the Auburn area. I'm trying to think of the town, actually, he's from, to be our video coordinator. And, you know, again, you talk about creating, you know, leaders, and, and they don't even realize it, but we gave Sam an opportunity at Jacksonville State. He took our program to places we couldn't have even imagined as a student. Uh, he graduated. The next thing you know, he's the head video coordinator at South Alabama, bounced around. And, uh, you know, he was at SMU for a little while in right. Arkansas. And, and uh, now he's doing big time things at Clemson. And uh, but again, just so proud uh, that I was positioned at that time to uh, continue to reach out. And, um, you know, you talked about the resume. He didn't have a resume. This is, you know, he didn't have one, uh, but he was the right fit and the right fit the right time, the right place. Right, and then, and then and I'm, for sure I'm gonna let you go, but you, I'm even thinking about Sam and my time with Sam and, and him being a leader, right? I watched Sam with his, with his video staff and I, and I talked to Sam about some of his staff and, and the importance that he placed on developing them, the importance that, importance that he placed on making sure that they were learning making sure that they were growing and what we're talking about here we're talking about coaches we're talking about athletic directors but that leadership it happens you know in places outside sports but definitely in all areas of of, of sports again Courtney I appreciate you I appreciate your time and uh, man definitely uh, excited to be connected to you would love to stay in in contact and, uh, man, we'd love to have you back on. Absolutely. Van, thank you so much. It's been an honor and a privilege. And I uh, certainly look forward to staying in touch.